Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, where we're helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Today, we are talking with Michael... Valley? Did I say that right? That's right, <laughs> yeah. Valley. Woohoo! Yep. I can sound things out. <laughs> uh, today, he is with uh, Social Selling Automation, which helps your business find other targeted businesses through LinkedIn Automation. It's actually a super fantastic tool that allows for you to find people you wouldn't think that you could connect with to help grow your business. Michael has been comes from actually a print background and fell in love with the automation through LinkedIn selling and has become a LinkedIn expert. So today we're going to be talking about how to market your business better using LinkedIn. So how are you today, Michael? Doing great. Excited to be here. Awesome. So let's just <laughs> dive dive right in. I just want to get right to it. So we all in business have have LinkedIn profiles, whether it's for B2B, B2C, and, you know, we all know about, like, the normal stuff. Make sure your profile is set up right, using professional pictures, send connections, stay active, groups, all that stuff. But it's 2017, and I think that it has probably a lot of those same foundations, but better ways that we should be using it. So why don't you tell us, what should what should us business owners be doing with LinkedIn to be better? Well, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, talking about uh, boring business, I came out of the printing industry. So probably 20 years of uh, business to business sales in that uh, arena. And basically, you know, it came to the point where all the digital uh, marketing tools that are out there is that people didn't necessarily want the ink on paper. You know, you'd call people and they, you know, it became pretty much a commodity. You know, people were bored. They weren't excited when they heard from your print rep or yeah. whatever. It's so funny that, that that's what your start was because my last job right before I took the plunge into social media marketing was actually working for a printer. And yeah. We did, yeah. We did like business cards and letterheads and like the target demographic for them was like dentists and doctors and vets and stuff like that. And what my job was to help like do like card layouts and things like that and then also I had to call businesses ask if they needed stuff and they were just super not digital and super no idea what was going on so I super understand where you're coming from yes yeah so uh you know there's still a place for printing in current uh, marketing strategies but obviously the cost of it uh, can be high as well as the ability to track it. So um, I understand there's still a place in many small businesses as well to, you know, to have a business card and a certain brand and perception that you create through printing. So um, I don't want to diss on it too bad, but it was not exciting. Okay. People did not get excited about it like they do with online marketing and stuff. So basically I was kind of drowning in uh, trying to sell to people Harder, you know, these days it's harder to get through gatekeepers, email spam, uh, phone calls coming through. You know, it's just difficult to, to reach people because there's so many filters and barriers to reaching the decision makers. And so I knew that LinkedIn, uh, I had seen some success on LinkedIn. And uh, so what I did was basically sought out 
some prospecting tools in that arena uh, that I utilized for myself. So just to take it a step back, LinkedIn was originally set up as a referral-based network. I grabbed some stats real quick. Oh, yeah. uh, shoot. We you, love, you know, we basic, love stats. Basically, there's, there's 500 million current users. 100 million of those are active. And there's... Um, 133 million in the U.S., 40% of people on LinkedIn use it daily. And that uh, what was key for me was that 44% of LinkedIn users make over $75,000 per year. So these are the targeted audience. Recently, Microsoft purchased LinkedIn. It was like for $26 billion or something like that. And so this platform, you know, it's it's different than Facebook. Facebook is, you know, like cat videos and, you know, it can be very, um, you know, some sometimes it can be very, it's on a more of a personal level. Um, but when people are on LinkedIn, they're really there for business, you know, whether it's B2C, B2B. And so it really is kind of your personal, you know, professional profile that's being perceived in the marketplace. So it's usually people's first impression of you out there. So and then also a little uh, LinkedIn trivia, the most overused word on LinkedIn, motivated. <laughs> there you, I'm motivated. At least, it's so. not, at least it's not the word synergy. That's, <laughs> synergy. That, that's my... There's some, some old cliches that could probably use, yeah. use to not be used so much. So, so anyway, so I knew that LinkedIn was working and I was struggling for leads and stuff like that. And so uh, I actually came across a tool that I started utilizing myself as well as started learning and digging in, you know, getting anything I get my hands on with LinkedIn because I could see that people respond to LinkedIn emails, you know, by those stats, you can tell people are checking their, their messages and you can get to people that you want to reach through, through LinkedIn. Uh, it's, it's no different. LinkedIn is no different than going to like a chamber meeting or some kind of networking event where you, uh, it's important to show up and you know be dressed right and be outgoing and be uh, giving, you know. So if you were to walk into that same room and ask everybody who here has something to sell, they'd all raise their hands. But if you were to say who here wants to buy something, nobody would put their hand up, right? So that's the that's the economies that we're dealing with. So so I started utilizing this tool myself as well as learning about the methodologies because there's a certain kind of dance or process of doing business on LinkedIn, you know, and it, and it really starts with, you know, it starts with your profile page. And your profile page should be geared towards who is your ideal client? You know, who are you trying to reach? If you're a real estate agent, maybe you're trying to reach you know, mortgage brokers for referrals, maybe you're trying to reach investors, builders, things of that nature. So, so it really starts with who's your ideal client? Who do you want to reach? Who do you want to connect with? Just like you would at the chamber meeting, you know, and, you know, who, who would you kind of go out of your way to meet? And so that's, that's really what, what, what you want to gear your profile towards. So it starts with, there's, uh, which I see a lot of people right off the bat underutilize the assets that your that LinkedIn has provided, such as your banner, you you know you guys you guys do graphics and stuff like that, and so that 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 header is really important. You know, it's it's a vis people are visual. It's a you know pictures worth a thousand words, and so you know people's first perception is your header, 
And then, you know, obviously you want to have a, a nice profile picture that's professional. It's not, you know, self selfie selfie with, you know, a, <laughs> something in the background like you might have that's more personable like like Facebook. It would be more of a professional photo. And I encourage people to to even go out and maybe have that done professionally. You I know. have my profile picture is a picture of me taking a picture of myself. That's so, deep. That's but, deep. But it's also my brand. Right. It's your brand, though. But you're, you're also projecting that creative element, you know, and you guys do have that creativeness, you know, the creativity to, to offer folks. So, yeah, so, so that's important as well as your – basically people buy from who they know, like, and trust, okay, right? So, the, so what else is important on there is that your message – is geared towards whoever your ideal client is that you're trying to reach. So you would use, um, you would know what is important to your ideal client. You know, are they struggling with, you know, a lack of time, a lack of resources? What is it? Where is their pain? And so in your, straight up in your, maybe even in your tagline or something, you might address some of the things that you know are most important to that person. Okay? So you kind of like, one one step one step ahead so that when they go to your profile they're going to be like this guy can help me he knows my pain he can help me so so you'd write your bio you know and and basically create that credibility so when somebody goes to your profile they're going to say wow this guy knows what he's talking about or this gal knows what they're talking about in this space and then uh you would do that and then as well so let me let me interrupt you for a little bit so let's say something you talked about with like that bio so everyone kind of has an opinion about what should be put in that bio. What are some of your like bullet points that you think people need to make sure that they're putting in that bio so that they have that success from it? Okay. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. It's a big question, and it really is different for each individual. It's The thing that I learned on LinkedIn is it's not – you know, I've got this and I want you to buy it. It's like, what can I do for you? It's, okay. it's speak, speak in the solution, speak in the, speak in the value, speak in the, you're a solution to this person's problem. So what's everything that you write, whatever that may be, is what's in it for them. You know, what's in it for your reader versus, you know, some people will say, I sell this, I'm, I'm an expert at this, but try to, try to integrate Picture yourself reading this as your as your ideal customer. Yeah. So, do you think that maybe you don't lead with like, you know, that all that personal information that you put in there first? Like, I've been an entrepreneur for twenty years, and I've done these things. And these are what I do for my hobbies, and these are my accomplishments. Rather than that, you should find a way to tell your story through probably solving their problem initially, and then maybe highlight that stuff later. Yes. Uh, well, the thing that'll be most read are your headlines. And your, you know, the first part of your bio. So I would definitely be speaking in what what you can do for them. Like in my headline, it's like I help B two B salespeople and business owners generate leads through the use of automation. Okay, okay, that's what I do for them. So they know right away that that's, that's what your, I do. That's true. So. Okay, so you have your bio, and then you have like your work experience. Work experience yeah. to me has always been kind of hard. So, like, my my Facebook or my LinkedIn profile has, like, where I work, which is obviously for all-in-one social media. And I 
include things like what we do. I've I've also added like projects to it, like to show like statistics and things like that. I also try to include articles for like blogs and stuff that we've written or places that I've been featured. But um, I feel like for the most part, though, that experience section is like the resume part, like where like if a recruiter is trying to find me or something. So how exactly would that be relevant to a, a business owner? Like it's a basic business owner, like the lawyers or dentists or chiropractors, those kinds of people. Well, I, I can get there, but I think that there's some bigger uh, pillars to establishing that credibility that people know, you know, buy from people they know, like, and trust. So I would start with uh, people are looking for third-party validation and references. So on LinkedIn, they actually just opened up the ability to upload native videos and as well as uh, LinkedIn content is searchable outside of LinkedIn. And so they're, they've kind of opened up their platform. That just happened uh, within the last, you know, recently. So real quick on that. Mm-hmm. So unlike when I post something on Facebook or Twitter that isn't searchable and in Google, I, something yeah. I post in LinkedIn is now searchable in something like yes, Google? Yes, it's searchable. Out, yes, it's searchable outside. Yep. Nice. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. So that so, – so one of the the things after you get your you know ideal client your picture your banner done, we're gonna have a little offer at the end of this where people you know I'm gonna share some information for the audience that they can uh, sign on for if they'd like it's totally free of charge and can lead you through some of these steps. Is uh, is basically is to some of the big ones are video. So if you can go to your top clients and and ask them to create some testimonial videos for whatever your product or service is. If you're a dentist, you know, like Dennis John was, you know, has been great for me and my family for 10 years. He's always very sensitive. Um, you know, with, with us, he's always, you know, helping us make these, you know, major decisions, you know, when it comes to cost to weigh our options. And, uh, we really appreciate, you know, his proactiveness. So if that was on his profile and somebody goes and checks him, you know, checks in on what he's what he's about and they they read this from a third party that actually they watch the video then it's pretty powerful so you have the ability to actually integrate and have populated right on your linkedin profile 24 7 testimonials and you can also create uh your own commercial if you wanted you know like in a uh, in a video format to share you know what you do for your how you help your clients you know what you're about that sort of thing. So 24-7, right? It's the, it's the ability to regain time in any capacity possible. So, so those are big. You can also have written uh, recommendations that are below. And that's probably the second level of credibility builders where people can literally type and you can ask for recommendations through LinkedIn. Or you can call your buddy and say, you know, hey, we've done some business in the past. You can call your client, you know, and say, hey, we've done some business past. Would you mind doing a recommendation for me? I'm trying to increase my the credibility of my profile. You could even write it out and have them edit it. They still need to approve it, but but it's powerful. And then the third level of credibility are endorsements, but those are kind of cheap and easy because people can just go on your profile and click a couple buttons and say you're an expert or, you know, you're proficient in these different areas. So... I think that those are actually the main pieces to the puzzle. 
and then you do get into um, your actually experience, right? So people are going to be, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think that's further down actually on the priority poll. Okay, so ability. less about your experience, more about like the value you add and, and that who you, who you've helped through the recommendations. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So now that I've tricked out my profile, what's next? What's next? Well, what I did for myself is people do respond to in-mails, and you have different subscription levels within LinkedIn. You have a free program. You have you know, na Navigator. You have um, Premium. And so the, each one of those gives you different levels of the ability to connect with people, both through messaging as well as invitations to connect. And the lower you are on that scale – the more regulated or it is, the, the more barriers there are. So you can only do so much of that, and LinkedIn will say, hey, don't stop being spammy, okay? You know, <laughs> you, you need to make sure that you stay within a reasonable amount. Or you can upgrade, upgrade and pay certain fees to LinkedIn to upgrade your account, and you have greater access there. So uh, what I did when I was in printing sales is I was doing that manually and spending, you know, maybe a couple hours a day doing that because I was finding that's how I was reaching people. But then I came across a, a software automation tool that where I was able to do all those features and functions. And basically, the software automation tool did those for me, whether I was at my computer or not. And then when I saw that working, where it literally was driving, you know, sending pre-scripted messages that were personalized and very, um, you know, authentic and in, in my words and in my voice without me needing to be there, I got excited. Yeah. So in, in full disclosure to our, our listeners here, that is actually how I met Michael. Michael was using his automation tool that he has and he connected with me based on specific keywords and demographics that I have in my profile and the message I got from him was exactly what he said. It was like super personable, super, um, well, also at the same time, maybe generic-y, but more like, this is what I do too. This is, you know, I love to connect and see, you know, learn more about it. And it sounded like a normal, you know, proposal to speak with somebody. And then once I responded to the email, that's when he was able to like message with me and build that relationship. And since then we become basic friends and I follow his business and he follows mine and I, I knew that he would be a great person to have on the podcast. So, so while I know there's a lot of stigma around automation, I think that and this tool that he uses and, and how he uses it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it is how we met, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty powerful, and it's just a conversation starter, right? It's 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 just like. Just like uh, you don't have time to go around to everybody at the chamber function and meet every person and, you know, it's difficult. Yeah, but and even so, when you go to those, like you go up to someone, you shake their hand and you say, hi, I'm so-and-so, tell me about your business. Like <laughs> it's in a business forum where you're kind of expected to yeah. just talk about your, yourself and service and then based on what's said, hopefully spawn it into a more personable relationship. Yeah, and so I would I – would, I would, be willing to bet that uh, the listeners here are, you know, small business owners and things of that nature that maybe don't have time to promote their 
business and or it's difficult to find what's the right avenue, right? Like what's actually really going to work and gain traction. And so um, LinkedIn is a, is a great vehicle for that. I just happened to put it on, to, uh, on steroids a little bit <laughs> on this automation. And, and, what, and what that accomplishes is it is. It's a conversation starter. It's, uh, you know, you may spend several hours a day uh, in the sales process of trying to reach the right person that's in the market for what product or service that you provide. They're interested. They're open to talking. And then what the, the software does is it basically it pre-qualifies, it basically kind of calls people out to raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm interested in talk, having a conversation or networking or whatever. So it's pretty cool. Saves, saves a lot of time, puts, puts uh, probably 10, 15 hours back in your schedule per week. So, yeah. so good stuff. What are the benefits of, of LinkedIn groups? Are those still a thing? Is that something that people should still participate in? Dissect that uh, a little bit for me. Well, uh, my personal opinion on LinkedIn groups is originally I thought I'd hit the mother load, right? You're, if you're in, even when I was in printing, you know, you're in this and there's all these marketing, advertising types of people. You think like, wow, you know, there's just going to be so much traction here, so much collaboration. I really did. I really, my personal experience has been that I really haven't seen a lot of collaboration in that arena as far as dialogue. Uh, where I've seen the greatest collaboration, conversation starters, credibility pieces is actually in doing writing articles, and you can actually blog on your LinkedIn profile. You can create an image that you can upload, and that'll actually populate on your profile. So if you were a dentist, you might say, you know, you might have a picture of somebody with a you know, big old mouth open, some eye-catching thing, and then uh, maybe teeth whitening or whatever. And then you would write an article about, about uh, you know, the options in that arena. So when somebody comes there, they're going to say, this guy knows what he's talking about. So there's that. Or you can even um, grab other people's content and post that as long as you give them credit where credit is due. Note your source. That's pretty powerful, too, because that starts more dialogue, more on your main profile in the groups. I really haven't seen a lot of interaction, you know, maybe a couple likes here and there, but not, not a ton of dialogue. Yeah. So yeah. when you're doing articles, because I'll do that as well, is it as I don't know if they've done an update for I used to be when I would write an article, uh, LinkedIn would send a message to everyone I was connected with saying, hey, Desiree wrote an article and it helps drive that traffic. Do they still do that? Yes, they do, and it sh it shows up in their their email address. Mm -hmm. So it's that's pretty powerful, right? So depending upon you know, as you're building your connections, um, for that to go directly mailed emailed to them, they already kind of have a relationship with you. There is a little little here's a little LinkedIn hack. Um, I've created. Uh, I think that there's. It's sort of powerful when you can create. I've used like some blue emoticons, so when you they have red and there's some different things that you can put next to your name that make you stand out. It's not so much on your LinkedIn profile, but when people, well, when it's emailed and it shows up in color, in in the subject line, it makes your email really stand out. So, nice. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard actually a lot of. Quite a few of the people talk about how they've been using emojis in their subject lines and in their emails, and it's helped increase their open rates. So yep. I would think that this would potentially kind of be the same thing. Yep, it fits so, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
So when I, if I was to post a video up on LinkedIn, does do they send an email saying, "Hey, Desiree posted a video," like they do with the notes uh, or the articles, or is that not what they do? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure on that one. Maybe so, I would so, think it would go through the same system. So do you That'd think be, which which do you think would be more powerful, videos or articles? connecting with uh, people, getting your information in front of people well, that you're vid with videos or videos where everything's going towards because it's just you know it's personable you people are able to tell their story better and they are obviously since they are opening up the native videos you could literally be do a snapshot at a, a video at a trade show upload it into your profile and have it right there so yeah all right very cool it's good to know so I think they both are really important to do those stills so definitely worth I think doing both yeah. of those just kind of like to recap and I guess kind of wrap up a little so make sure your profile is filled out as best as possible to solve a problem for somebody through your profile yeah. you know make sure that you are connecting with people through your targeting through in mails uh, yeah. post videos post articles anything yes. else we're missing anything else that we uh, should be doing yeah so I think that the uh, kind of the background formula for that is really to give you know, you just meet somebody. Nobody likes to like just meet somebody and hey, buy my, you know, product or service, right? Yeah. So, it's see how you can be a connection of value. So, it's literally, the formula would be maybe give, 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 and then maybe ask for a referral. And when you ask for a referral, it's like, do you or somebody that you know like that? Because they then there's that sense of reciprocity, like you've actually shown up as a good citizen within LinkedIn. You've been a person of value. You've offered your help. Maybe you've endorsed them. Maybe you've written a recommendation. If you have some experience with them, you you give. Then that, then it gives. Then it's more natural, and you do have a right to at least ask for somebody that they may know that that can put you in touch. Because the number one, you know, all this online, offline printing, all that stuff. The, when I ask people what are your top three sources of leads, the number one that always comes back is referrals. And LinkedIn is a referral-based network. And that's the strongest social proof, testimonial, no like, and trust that you can come up with. Awesome. So you had yeah. mentioned a freebie. What's, what is that? Obviously, we'll, we'll include it in the, the link to show notes, but what is it that people are going to be yeah. able to get? Okay. So we'll uh, we'll we'll provide a link there but uh, basically it's a series over weeks of uh, every few days of having uh, taking you from uh, step one of, of basically in increasing your profile link credibility everything that I've just gone over is in a documented form so for you can you can cross-reference it just shows up it just shows up in your your email I'm not selling anything or whatever it's just basically how to be a better citizen within LinkedIn and to increase that as a referral based source and it's just on an auto generated thing that over multiple days and it's so it kind you know, of allows people to measure. work work through each piece by piece yeah. every few days Awesome. Yep. Gives well, them, gives them peace. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for sharing all this great information, Michael. How can people get a hold of you? Well, uh, you can reach me at contact at socialsellingautomation.com. Or uh, for your viewers we can and listeners, we can also offer a free strategy session where for 30 minutes I'll go over your LinkedIn profile and see if there's anything that I can improve upon. And you can set up an appointment at timewithmichael.com. 
Awesome. And if they want to connect with you on LinkedIn, where do they go? Obviously, they go to they. Uh, well, they can look me up at Michael, and then it's Valley V A L L E E at you know on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. So Got you it. can put my uh, LinkedIn profile connection down at the bottom. I will. I'll have all the, those those links in the show notes below. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much, Michael, for helping us know what to do so our LinkedIn can be better and updated for sure. So until next time, thanks so much for listening. All right. Thanks, Edre. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.